0: Tonight on the podcast, Lizzo sees how many three ninety nine dollars banana split Sundays she can get Lance to eat out of a hooker's vagina <laughs> in Amsterdam.
1: Welcome to my party. We're just getting started.
0: A
2: life is a dream.
0: It is Friday Night in Phoenix, and you're locked into the most consistent fucking podcast <laughs> in all of the land. The Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I am Lance.
3: And I'm Brucifer.
0: Yes, welcome. Our special guest tonight, Brucifer. If you watch us over on SNS, you know Brucifer very, very well.
3: He's not uh, gracing us with his handsome face tonight. Yeah, my real equipment is somewhere else. Ugh.
0: What's up, Patrick? How's it going? I'm sure you're waiting around for the hot 10 to start yeah so consistent it, so consistent it hurts <laughs> the uh, hot 10 what is that yeah I don't know it's all about the simmering 10
3: hmm. simmer it baby I like a nice slow burn 10 yeah the kind that, that burns when you pee ah oh, that's only from hookers in, on the west side <laughs> on the west side on the west side of many places it sounds yeah the west side of any city
0: (laughs) second hookers on the west side it's been been a minute lance what's been going on i know
1: man i know it's been it's been a it's been a couple weeks hasn't it since we've been on
0: yes so tell everyone
1: about your fucking first trip to san diego it was fucking awesome uh the you know, with the writer strike and the actor strike, I think um, it was a uh, dialed down experience from from what you've told me, Matt. Like when you see when all the actors and everybody are there, it's like a freaking frenzy, is what you were saying. But it's definitely, dude, it's eye opening when you go to these other cons and then you go to San Diego. It's eye opening how much more effort is put into it and how much more, uh, I mean, they had a fucking good burger in the middle of the expo floor, What? like a full servicing burger joint in the middle of the expo floor, uh, dressed up to look like good burger and everything. It was, it was, it's fucking incredible, dude. The that, that was, if, if you call yourself a nerd, dude, you, you have to go to San Diego comic-con at least once. It's it's incredible.
0: Now you're going to be hit with the curse of when you walk in and you're like, you walk into any of these smaller conventions, you're going to be like, "What the fuck am I doing here? What <laughs> I am mean, I doing here?"
1: I hadn't even been to San Diego yet, and and you know, because uh, I was with you, uh, the last time I went to a convention, how how uh, dissatisfied I was. I mean, we I bought two or three day pass, and I only went one day. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, what well, just just was boring, dude. Like the level of fan that attends these two different shows. There's a there's a different level of fan, I think. Like I go to San Diego, you're standing in line with people, and and they're all. First of all, there's lines for shit. There's never lines for anything at at, at our local con, but uh, you're standing in line and you're geeking out over over the same stuff, and you're and you're meeting people and having conversations. And in Phoenix, dude, it's just I don't know. Everybody's like in their own little world, I guess.
0: Bruce, have you been to? Uh, have you been to New York Comic Con?
3: Yeah I, I I've been every year. Uh, from 2000 all the way to right before the pandemic so have they brought just, it back yet? Oh yeah it came back okay. but um I haven't, I haven't been since um they reopened everything so I actually moved out of the city so I haven't been back, back down for a con in years so you're not going this year no nah. nah. it's like 90 dollars a ticket or something. That's, oh, that's better that that's better in San Diego. <laughs> How
0: much was <laughs> San Diego? For all weekend for San Diego, it was 300 bucks for like all four days plus uh, pre night. 340 or 300, 340, 350 bucks. Wow.
3: That's not including hotel and all that. That's crazy. It's it's funny. I went to a um a local con. Where, where I am now upstate New York and there's probably like 35 vendors and everything was overpriced and then it seemed like every vendor was like you know you shouldn't buy these comic books because they're woke I'm like what the fuck <laughs> you're trying to sell books what are you doing <laughs> like why are you talking about politics if you're trying to sell books I, I wonder dude like it seems like a lot of these
1: comic book store owners are crusty old white men yes. that would say shit
3: like, don't
1: buy this book because it's woke.
3: Yes. You know, it's like the first time I went to the the one comic book store that's – the next comic book store n- near me is like 40 miles away. Yeah. And this guy goes, you know, hey, guys. Oh, I don't know if I can say guys. Guys. You know, is that your <laughs> your gender name or whatever? You know, I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they're
1: not, and they're not saying that because they're concerned about getting in trouble. They're saying that for the shock value of saying, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble.
3: Yeah, and then this guy, his comic books are like the worst. They have no no back no backing boards. The bags are dirty. It's it's like, ugh. Well, see, to... he
1: doesn't he doesn't care about his books. Why would he care about people?
3: Yeah, true. He makes his money off the. The nerds that are playing cards in the back, bags and boards are so overrated. Don't you just you just <laughs> throw them? Bruce. You just gotta
0: throw them loose in your box, man, and call it a day.
1: <laughs> That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Bruce, did you tell Matt don't before he started speaking? <laughs> yeah, I would don't. <laughs>
3: Don't go there, Matt. No, there has to be bags and boards. What are you saying? The new collectors will actually listen to you. You heathens. They paid $300 for this freaking ratio, and and I was sitting on a desk somewhere with no bag and board because of Matt. (laughs) That's
0: the best when you go to like a flea market or something. You find this, these guys are like, or pawn shop or thrift store or anything and they're like comics and you go and they're all unbagged and bored and just wow. shoved to the brims and boxes and you're like oh my god not even a press is gonna save
3: this <laughs> there's like four inches of dust yeah nobody's touched them in years there's
0: some other weird substances on there and uh
3: you're like I went to, uh, does it
0: smell funny
3: a couple of weeks ago i went to like a local um what was it um a garage Garacle? sale garage oh. sale and you know the description said comics. I get there. There's one Death of Superman comic.
2: I'm of
0: like, course. what the fuck? Because everyone's <laughs> got to have one. Yes, even the non collectors have one. It's true.
3: They, they waiting. They waiting for that book to to um to hit high so they can retire. Like everybody
1: yeah. that bought a what did what did JP buy? Blue Beetle comics. Oh yeah. Uh, Uh, I I, dude I can't I mean I have very low sympathy for these fucking flippers man that just try to buy a comic
3: based on speculation I think the worst type of flipper is flippers that don't collect comics and they don't read comics and they just go into comic book groups just to see what's hot and then buy them all up and sell them I know somebody like
0: that. Oh, really? He has he has a podcast that stole our that stole part of our
1: name. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, they don't read them or anything. Yeah, like... I've
0: never met a guy who openly says, "Oh, I don't read comics; I just collect them." And he tries to collect all the the rare and like big key issues. But I guess to each their own. Collect how you want. Yeah. But it's like,
3: why would you not? Why would you start collecting if you don't read? I don't know. Exactly. You know, it's just like I'm in, I'm in like multiple Discord groups, and it's always, oh, DC, DC comics are shit. Their writing is shit. When's the last time you read a book? Nineteen ninety-five. What? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they have killer covers. I'm like, open the book.
1: Maybe you'll learn something. Or mm-hmm. I just wait for Matt to say, "Hey, you should read this book," and then I go read it. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: like you I like you already, Lance. I like you already. Yeah, I'm
1: not I'm not shy about it. dude. Like I like comics, but I I'm not a big reader and Matt Matt says, "Hey, man, I read this book. It's great. I think you'll like it." And then I and then I go read it.
3: <laughs> at least but at least you make the effort of reading.
1: Oh, yeah, know? yeah. Like if it like Rogue uh, or not Rogue, uh Last Ronin Mm-hmm. i've read that like three times already oh sweet yeah i love that book but i usually wait till like the trade paperback comes out or something if it's a series that that matt or or somebody else i know says i like and then i'll go pick it up and read it all in one shot i'm not i'm not this weekly you know comic. Warrior. yeah i'm not like that
3: dude I, I can't i've got enough going on to fucking keep <laughs> up with that shit I got stacks of books going back months. That I have to organize. <laughs> it gets yeah. too much. You're like, staring at the pile, like, where do I start? Where do I start?
0: I'm in that phase right now in my collecting where, like, I don't necessarily want to read and I'm just buying because I don't want to be without it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, I don't want to miss an issue in my run. So I'm just going to buy this and it's going to sit in my desk until I put it in a box. <laughs>
3: That's what I I feel about um, the the latest run of Amazing Spider-Man.
0: I have my books from this week still in a a bag. Haven't even (laughs) taken them out yet. Which,
1: speaking of Amazing Spider-Man, boom. I feel like Matt's in the stage of his comic books that I'm in with video games. Like a Um. video game will get announced. I get really really excited about it. I buy it on the day it comes out. I play it for 10 minutes and then i put it down and forget to play it again like Look. i still haven't beat uh i just pulled this one out the other day with it with an attempt to play it and i still haven't
0: jedi survivor
1: yeah nice i only pulled this out because i had to uh load this one into my playstation that i bought in san diego and took it out of the cellophane yesterday and still What's haven't that? played it uh jay and
3: sound Bob. Bob- oh nice
1: yeah it's it- one of uh those 420
3: limited runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of waiting for Black Friday going to GameStop buying all these games, and they're still sitting there in packages. I haven't opened them. Dude,
1: look at, look at this, man. NBA 2K23 that came out last year. It's in the fucking cellophane. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I've had it sitting on my desk for almost a year now. Wow! But I I only bought it because of this guy on the front, Devin Booker. Yeah, but he yeah, um
0: they announced the studio that's doing uh the the Last Ronin game.
1: What studio is it?
0: Um, it's being produced by um THQ Nordic.
1: THQ so did- not bad, right?
0: They're the company that did like destroy all humans. Um some of those ones, I was kind of hoping for a a bigger um publisher, mm-hmm. like Sledgehammer, not not necessarily sledgehammer, but like um,
1: Insomniac or something.
0: Yeah. Not even really Insomniac. Um Sucker Punch that did like uh Ghost of Tsushima. Oof. Um That would have been sweet. Studios like that. It's going to be interesting to see what THQ Nordic brings to the table as far as this game goes. Because, I mean, it's been pushed as oh, it's going to be this God of War esque game, and it's kind of like THQ Nordic is really like known for doing more cartoony type stuff. And
1: yeah, destroy destroy all humans. humans The thing I was thinking of, but they they do
0: have a lot of really solid games. Do that are that kind of have me hopeful like they did uh darksiders which is a, a good game and so this remnant game of...
1: looks good like the 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 way it looks is what i'm saying i don't i have no idea yeah. if it looks like a good game but they yeah, it so... looks like more of that god of war style art
0: so they got a teaser for it. We, they released a teaser for it today, which isn't anything special. It's just four candles. Then you see different backgrounds as each one of the candles blows out. So, um, except for one. And then it pops up on the screen. It his last Ronin. Hmm. So, but they haven't really had
1: anything like they haven't really had any like big, um, box office titles like i'm looking one of the games they have on their website is are you smarter than a fifth grader
0: yeah they're (laughs) yeah so they got like spongebob bikini (laughs) it's a lot of really more cartoony type stuff versus what god of war the type game the god of war is so
1: darksiders is a big game they did that one apparently Mm
0: -hmm. so like i said i wish it would have been like Sucker Punch or something like that, like a big, well-known studio for these action RPG-based games. But
1: they do all the motocross versus ATV games. It looks like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they did the AEW game. They did do the Fight Forever game. Yeah, they did Quantum Break, which was a beautiful game. I I didn't like it that much, but like visually, it was very. Very good looking. That's the one with uh, one of the twins from Smallville. What's his name? He was in Animorphs. Do you know who I'm talking about? Dude, I haven't seen Animorphs I, since I was probably like 12. Oh, what the fuck is his name? He plays Jimmy Olsen in Smallville, or one of them does. And he's Iceman
3: in X Men movies. Oh, uh, uh, um, crap. He was in the following. Al Kilmer. No, 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 no. He was in The Following, and he was... Where is he now? I just saw him recently. I forgot his name. Actually, let me look it up. Yeah, it, it's Val one Gilmer of them. I'm not an sure. An...
1: No, not in Top Gun. Aaron there's Ashmore.
0: A... There's a, there's more than one Iceman?
1: Because
0: I only not...
3: reference... I only reference... Val it is. Gilmers, I Sean and Aaron, right? Sean and Yeah, Aaron. Ashmore. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so they—it's like a motion capture game. It was a big deal when it came out, but I think. Oh yeah,
0: okay. I know what you're talking about now.
1: You know what I'm uh, talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. It was a very beautiful game, like like visually. Um, I wasn't that into it, so I didn't play it that much. But
3: they did Halo Wars too, huh? They did Halo Wars. Yeah, part two.
0: Jesus, IMDb doesn't even give him a bill a, a credit for X-Men on it. Well, there's Sean
1: Ashmore and Aaron Ashmore.
3: Yeah, Sean did X-Men. Yeah, he doesn't even get a credit.
1: There it is. Way down there.
3: <laughs>
1: Way down there. Like they they it's scary how much they look alike. Like same hairstyle, same Fucking facial hair. Maybe they are the same person. Well, they're twins. So obviously twin, like identical twins, they look alike, but you know, when you're late forties or however old they are, you would think like one of them might be more overweight than the other. Or one of them, you know, Mm -hmm. might have a scar on their face or something. No, you can't tell these two apart. It's crazy. But, yeah, In I mean, a sh- movie called a show called Quantum Break. They um they've got some decent games on here. It's just it's it's interesting that that's the studio that they would choose. And doesn't Nickelodeon have their own in-house video game developer? I don't know. Don't know. I mean, maybe not if they did the Bikini Bottom game. I don't think so. I don't know.
0: But all right, you want to get into a little bit of geek news?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
2: Geek news!
0: Damn it! I thought the one on SNS was on.
3: Jeez! <laughs> I lost my hearing for like three seconds. Shit! I mean, I'm telling you.
0: All right, so we're going to do Geek News a little bit different. Uh, Sam said shout out to Lance's Funkos. He's going to do something a little bit different this week um, since we've had our hiatus and coming back. We're going to try and do Geek News. Each segment is going to get a five-minute time limit up in the upper corner of the screen where our new flipping, uh, rotating active logo is. Pretty sweet. Lance did a good job on that. <laughs> we have a five minute timer that's going to count down the time we have for each segment. Once the five minute timer is up, that is it. All, uh, all conversation is kaput, and we
1: move on. I mean, shut this. the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> at, at five minutes, <laughs> bitch, move on.
0: <laughs> Lucifer is the cranberry juice of podcasts.
1: And before you guys start, before you guys start saying it, we came up with this concept. We did not steal it from anyone. Oof! Damn the limited. No, Shot I'm just apart. kidding. We no, <laughs> Matt, Matt, and I are big sports fans, so we said, "Let's just rip off part in the interruption." <laughs> nice, pretty much.
0: All right, what do we got, Lance?
1: All right, so first up, you got the timer on. No, nah, I'll start it when we're ready. All right, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Uh, director john watts clarifies no way home is actually an origin story many fans suspected spider-man no way home was envisioned as the real origin story for tom holland's peter parker and director john watts has now confirmed that those assumptions are correct per the direct citing an entry in spider-man no way home the art of the movie the filmmaker explained that while both homecoming and far from home served as fun chapters In the life of Marvel Cinematic Universe's Spidey, the threequel is really where he becomes a titular hero. I've never been able to say that word. Uh, When we were doing Homecoming, the discussions were always about how we do something you haven't seen before with Peter Parker, Watts said. That steers you down a couple of different paths and leads you to doing things like having his best friend found out his identity and having his aunt find out, and then at the end of the last movie, having the whole world find out. Not really, because they it erased it all at the end. So it was all All for now.
0: So five minutes on the clock. What are your thoughts on on this news? Is it really news? Like do to me, does this kind of tell you a little bit that maybe Marvel Studios doesn't even know how to handle Spider Man? Why would you do two pre you you take away the the foundation of what makes Spider Man Spider Man? So what? You're telling me that the the MCU Spider Man just got bit by a spider and was like, you know what? I'm just gonna be a hero. I'm just gonna wear blue spandex and and or actually it was a, a red hoodie. I'm just gonna throw on a hoodie and fight crime just because I got bit by this spider. Like, there's no catalyst there for him to become Spider Man. The uncle the whole Uncle Ben thing is like his catalyst. And so you're gonna tell me that up until this point. He, he didn't have that that moment up until the death of aunt may he didn't have that moment in the mcu well
1: uh well bruce i'll let you go first since you're your first time on the podcast you get to go
3: cool it's just, it's just weird that they have you know they have his motivation happening in the third movie it's just like wait what <laughs> you right. know what reason that made him get out of bed every morning to put to protect the city, to want to be a hero, it just—it makes no sense to me. I think they're backtracking because people didn't like the first two movies as much. That's just my my take. And for the for the record, I'm not a big fan of Tom Holland as Spider-Man.
0: Holy shit! You do exist.
3: Yes, it's me. <laughs> they do exist. The unicorn over here. Um.
1: You know, I I think what we've been saying since we since we've seen the you know homecoming is that it was my assumption that we all believe that something happened off camera with Uncle Ben, right? Yes. Um, Aunt May, they're living in that shitty apartment. Like so I think he had that catalyst moment. It's just Marvel opted for us not to see it again. Because we'd already seen it twice before. Um, And then, yeah, Aunt May, you could call that a catalyst event, but wouldn't Tony's death be more of a catalyst event? Like, even prior to that? I mean, I think he's had many events that make him the hero that he is, right? Deaths in his life or whatever, or... um, But I... I don't know. I mean, but what was his motivation to news. be Spider Man in the
0: first movie? Why, why was he Spider Maning when Tony went to find him to go to overseas to fight Captain America on a tarmac?
1: I think it was more. Then? I I think because if you remember from the first movie, I mean, all he was doing was, you know, rescuing people that were getting their like bicycles stolen and stuff like that. He was just your friendly neighborhood you know, small, petty crime Spider-Man. And I think that his motivation is he's, he was just raised correctly. I, I don't know. I don't know if you need more motivation than that. Like, you have superpowers. You either turn one way or you turn another.
0: Sam says to impress the Avengers.
1: I think I think that's what really he felt uh, enamored but by, by the fact that Tony Stark is coming at his door asking him for help he was always enamored by Tony Stark from the minute the guy stepped on his, on his front door or his front, um, at his front door. I, um, I don't know. I don't know if you need much more motivation than that.
2: Hmm.
1: And Bruce to your comment about Tom Holland. Yes. Here's my, here's my, here's my take on that. And this is what I tell people all the time. Toby Maguire was an excellent Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield was an excellent Spider-Man. Tom Holland is a good Peter Parker and a good Spider-Man. I think Tobey Maguire never had the Spider-Man part down. I think Andrew Garfield never had the Peter Parker part down. But the parts that they did have down, they did it tremendously well. Tom Holland does both pretty well. Does that make does that make sense? He doesn't blow either of them away in those respective parts. Oh, he just blows parts. them both. <laughs> he doesn't blow either of them away in those respective parts, but it is a good duality between the two characters. It's kind of it kind of brings me back to Batman. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Well, my, my thing with Tom Holland is going forward. How much can you actually do with him looking so young?
1: <laughs> I told Matt to pick a good sound to, to notify the timers over. And he chose <laughs> very well. oh my gosh what did I tell you, Matt? I said, find something that has to do like with our like, geek or nerd, like an explosion or, or something like that, and <laughs> he picks that. Of course he picks that.
0: It, I mean, in all intents and purposes, I didn't pick anything. It's what's already programmed in the board. I just <laughs> was like, I'll, I'll just go with this one. But go ahead. Go ahead, Bridgeworth. Finish your thought, and then we'll move
3: on. No, it's fine. You can move on.
0: Oh, I want to hear your thought.
3: Well, I, well, for me, I think that Andrew Garfield was excellent as both Peter and Spider-Man. I, I, and I think that Tom Holland playing—if they try to move Spider-Man, Peter Parker into like a adulthood, late twenties—he still looks like he's fifteen. Who's <laughs> gonna be? Who's gonna believe that he's a dad?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the actor himself's like twenty-eight or something like that. Isn't yeah. He? I don't yeah. know. I think Andrew Garfield played a good Peter Parker for what they wrote him. It's just not yeah. my vision of Peter Parker, a skateboard kid like Edge
3: Lord. <laughs> Maybe because I'm surrounded by Edge Lords. I know. I feel. <laughs> I
1: feel that
0: too.
3: I don't <laughs> understand that reference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like uh, there's it's a bathhouse reference. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know what. Let's uh let's move on. All right. Oh shit. Oh. Are you go doing ahead. the timer? Are you doing the fucking no? Slides, go, I man? won't do anything. I'll let you do it all. Go ahead. <laughs> pick I'll one do the timer. I'll do the two. timer. I'll stay in my lane. <laughs> all right, Barbie. The movie. Bill Marr calls the Barbie movie man hating after its billion dollar success. Marr wrote a uh screed. What the fuck is a screed about Barbie on X slash Twitter after watching the critically acclaimed fantasy comedy believing its main purpose is fighting against patriarchy. Additionally, Mars insisted the film isn't lining up with today's reality and its message is better suited for an earlier time. I was hoping it wouldn't be preachy, man-hating, or zombie hashtag zombie lie. Alas, alas, I was all three. Mar tweeted, what is a zombie lie? Something that never was true, but certain people refused to stop saying it. Tax cuts for the rich increase revenues, etc. Or something that used to be true but no longer is. But certain people, certain people pretend it's still true. Barbie is this kind of zombie lie. All right, Bruce, for I'll let you kick it off on this one because I
0: know you liked Barbie. Yes.
3: Right. What do you think about these comments? Um, I just think Bill March is making comments because he's not relevant anymore. And I saw some more of his tweets about it's about man-hating and blah 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 it's actually a very smart take on both sexes being crapped on and I just I just didn't I just don't think he actually got what the writer was going for with this movie you know Bobby's actually the, the villain of the movie you know Matt by, said you that know,
1: to me earlier today Huh? Matt said that to me earlier today and I, I'd like to hear your guys's why you guys feel that way
3: well i feel that way because they the way they treated the kens and the kens had no right they were pretty much ignored they didn't care where they went at night they didn't even knew where the kens lived <laughs> you know it's it just true. so so awkward and weird the kens had beginning. no purpose other than to beach yes we could beach each other off yeah
0: <laughs> beach you off right here
3: We beat you up all the time yeah i say just because
0: they it they really hone in on the negative effects barbies have on on girls and how they have to like look a certain way and how Mm -hmm. they have to meet and match that bar that ideal of the perfect woman that barbie is and that barbie created and instead of just being the the everyday woman you know there's that ideal that you have to be perfection and and nobody ever is going to be perfection. And that's kind of what Barbie represented. But I do, I did kind of get that, that feeling like Sam and I were talking in a group chat and I was like, you know, there's just something about movies for women, by women directors that just make men look absolutely like idiots. And there's movies by men directors that do the same thing to women. So I don't understand why we can't get a movie that perfectly represents both genders and, and empowers them without making the other one look like a complete idiot.
3: You don't think the Kens were empowered by the end of the movie? Not
0: really. I think they looked like bumbling idiots the entire movie. Hmm. The I, only I, one I think that was empowered was Alan. Everyone else, like Alan was my favorite character in the whole movie. Everyone else, I feel like as far as the Kens go, were bumbling and babbling idiots.
1: I I I agree with Bruce. Like I felt like the end of the movie was a redemption for the kens um that's kind of why so when this movie was announced and it was kind of trickling out what it was going to be about i was really worried it was going to be another angry feminist movie and, and i told this to matt earlier when we were talking mm-hmm. it's not an angry feminist movie it's a feminist movie but it's not i don't i don't see the the anger part of it you know what i mean i mm-hmm. Like Captain Marvel to me was an angry feminist movie. Let's make this woman so strong that nobody can beat her because women empowerment. No, that's not what we want in a superhero movie. You know what I mean? Like we want our superheroes to have flaws, whether a man or a woman. They they went so over the top with the empowerment thing and that all men suck. Essentially, I didn't get that vibe with this movie. I I laughed my ass off in this in Barbie.
3: Yeah, it was I, thought, for me. I
1: thought it was hysterical and I thought it gave a good message to my, I took my daughter and my, and my two nieces to go see it with my wife. And I thought it taught my daughter important lessons. Like don't let a man define you. Mm-hmm. And at the same point, it also teaches men. Don't let your, your, your partner define you either. I feel like the same message that was said for the
3: women was also true for, for the men. Right yes and yeah, because at the you know because ken realized he doesn't have to be in the shadow of barbie he doesn't yeah. need her to be who he is that's what i got at the end of the movie myself but
0: uh, but okay at the end of it who is he though
3: he's you Ken. he's Ken.
0: okay so how is
1: it any different than where he was at the beginning of the movie because they in the beginning them. of the movie ken's Ken's pining after Barbie and he realizes he doesn't have to do that anymore.
3: Yeah, he had this imaginary relationship that wasn't there, and by the end of the movie, he realized I'm At just Ken. It, I'm not Barbie and Barbie Ken. Though.
0: Huh? At the end of it, he's still pining after Barbie though. You thought so? He, yeah, yeah,
1: I didn't I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that. I thought it yeah. I don't know. All right, next. I love this timer. (laughs) Blue Beetle. Uh, 27 Latino organizations team up to promote Blue Beetle during the WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. As reported by Variety, 27 Hollywood-based Latino groups recently signed uh, signed an open letter calling on the wider Latino community to step in for Blue Beetle striking writers and cast and promote the film on social media. We invite you to join us in our effort to amplify... I was just reading her quote.
0: No, uh, the beautiful Aaron says in the beginning, he's Barbie and Ken and his validation comes from Barbie instead of himself.
1: Um, so uh, amplify the work that countless Latino artists have worked so hard to create. The letter reads in part, it's important that we show up for them at a time when they were, are not able to promote their projects. Organizations that have signed the letter include the congressional Hispanic caucus Institute la collab latino film Institute National Association for of latino independent producers and the National Hispanic media coalition um I'll start since you guys both got a got a opportunity to start so uh being my family's from Argentina I'm latino I've Uh-oh. never for I've, that. <laughs> I've <laughs> never uh-huh. I've never felt in any way shape or form that latino film projects or tv projects had trouble being created especially nowadays when uh i mean one of the hot movies this year is that is the flaming cheetos movie that was flaming hot flaming hot and Alcapoco on apple tv and like i don't understand the need for this it, the Narcos. only th- yeah narcos or um uh the spin-off for the motorcycle one what's that called mayans yeah um the only reason i see any of this like coming to fruition is because they're nervous the movie's gonna fail because the flash did black adam did aquaman most likely is going to and by the same token Blue Beetle is probably going to fail and they're trying to drum up some sort of um, passion for this thing just because it has Latinos in it. And I don't think that's, I think if it's a bad movie, we it's okay to call it a bad movie.
0: I, I think it's more so that it's the first time you're seeing a Latino lead in a superhero movie. Like really like the, the character is Latino proud Latino heritage. You've got, a whole Latino cast. George Lopez is in it, for God's sakes. You know, it's it, it's the first time that they can really get behind the, this culture in the lead in a movie and a superhero movie, and that's kind of why they're stepping in and saying, "Look, let's support our Latino heritage and pride." Because you've got Black Adam, you've got you know, there's all different races and and nationalities and stuff that have been these DC heroes and Marvel heroes, for that matter. But this is the first time you're really getting that latino born and bred hero on the big screen and they're just stepping out to support their heritage man and they're proud to to see that they've got a a good role latino role model but in, is it the first the big time
1: because yeah. i don't think it is
3: who's who america
1: chavez was latino she's the main character yeah, in dr strange she yeah. wasn't the lead
3: she's not a lead though no she wasn't the lead she was the um she's supporting supporting you know, and also be
1: Benedict okay,
0: well, come her Snatch.
3: Well, then you got Moon Knight. He played uh, a Jew, he played a Jewish character. No, yeah. but he is Latino. That's no the. I think what Mash trying to say is that a Latino actor playing a Latino superhero in the yes. lead as in the movie,
0: where the lead, Not actor, a where the lead playing. character is actually a Latino character.
3: You know, and I also think this is being done because the cast can't promote this movie. They can't put a big red carpet event to, you know, the only reason that the projections have went up is because they've been playing this trailer nonstop in front of Barbie also.
0: Well, and and now in front of Ninja Turtles too.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I'm 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 a huge Blue Beetle fan. You know, yeah. I I yeah, I have pretty much all his appearances, all all this the series he's done. I love them in Young Justice on Brave and the Bold cartoon. Jaime is just a fun character trying to just make it in daily life and, and not be taken over by the scarab. You know, yeah. and the last series, the last limited series graduation day was amazing. He came into his own with with the help of, you know, Wonder Woman and Batman. Even Batman doesn't trust him, but you know that's Batman. But I think this is a good thing for this movie. This movie comes
0: out next week. Are you excited? Are you going to be there and see it opening night? Are you excited for it? Do you plan on seeing it at all? Day one. Day one, Bruce. Bruce said with sweatpants on. I've been waiting a long time to have more breathing room.
1: (laughs) I. It looks. It looks good. It. It looks good, but. You know, I was excited about seeing The Flash, too. <laughs> you didn't like The Flash? I, uh, I like The Flash. I didn't love The Flash. You know, I just, I feel like DC, like right now, they're kind of pigeonholing this movie as as the start of James Gunn's uh, universe.
3: I, uh, I, I don't think that's, I think. And now yeah, they've kind of walked that back now. Oh, did they? Blue yeah. Beetle is part of the DCU. The movie is not in the yeah. DCU right because i believe it takes place before the flash that's what i'm i'm guessing i could be wrong well J- james gunn had come out
1: and said that it was like the start of his of his universe but yeah and then he walked it back do. saying
0: that blue beetle will be part of the overarching dc universe the character will be but the movie does not necessarily fit that timeline
1: ah uh, i see i really could pick
0: a better transition <laughs>
3: oh man oh no every um, time i hit i think of my little ponies for some reason yeah yeah <laughs> i will say well, this it was perfect for the barbie one my yeah. one
0: last thought on this is that i'm excited to see it because right now the trailers give it too many like spider-man uh homecoming or iron man one vibes i i'm excited to see if and how it separates itself from that that stereotype.
1: Um If it does on the big
0: screen, if it, if it's able to,
1: I, I worry, I worry that everything they've shown us in the trailer is like, have you seen movies that show you like the trailer and all the best parts are in the trailer?
3: Yes. I I seen all the positive reviews today of previews. Well reactions. Yes. But the flash also got really
1: positive reviews.
3: Yeah calling it
1: the best superhero movie ever made.
3: Well, the audience score for it actually matched that. It was in the high 80s compared high to the I liked and, The Flash a lot. I, yeah, I liked
1: too. The Flash, but it has its issues. Right? But the high 80s, I mean, doesn't make it the best superhero ever made. I think Endgame is like a 98 or something. Well,
3: I, I think that's subjective. You know, my favorite, my favorite the greatest comic book movie for me is Shazam. Yeah, Matt hated that one. I liked it. You know, I, I
1: think Endgame was overrated. Stephen King said oh. that. Tom Cruise said oh.
0: that. Dude, Lucifer really knows how to just gut punch you.
3: <laughs> well, to be fair, Tom Cruise said that about every movie that's been released ever since he just said coming out.
0: He just said Endgame was overrated.
1: Who said that? Lucifer Luc- just did. I I think he said it when I was reading that comment from Joe's (laughs) Doolin. I must have missed it. Uh, Endgame. I wouldn't say Endgame's the the best superhero movie ever made. I liked it. I would. Uh, My favorite superhero movie still is Spider-Man 2 with with Tobey (laughs) Maguire. I love that movie. Mine too. Uh, Spider-Man 2 and then Captain America The Winter Soldier. Shazam! Shazam's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. But... uh, yeah, my my only problem
0: with the Toby Maguire my major problem with the Tobey Maguire ones, minus the third one is just how you watch Kristen Dunst or Kirsten Dunst basically deteriorate.
1: Yeah. Honestly right now I would say the best superhero movie I've ever seen is that latest Spider-Verse movie. That thing's fucking phenomenal.
0: <laughs> Blank Man is the
1: best superhero movie. How about Orgasmo?
3: Uh, there you go. There you uh, go. Screw that. Mystery men. There you Mystery
1: go. men's pretty damn good, dude. Rest in <laughs> peace to the late Paul Rubens. He's in that right. movie, isn't he? Yes, Yes,
3: he is. Yeah.
0: Was that pr- pr- was that uh pre or post movie theater jacking off?
1: That was post. That was hmm. like his big return. I'm I'm pretty sure.
0: Pootie Tang. Yes. Oh god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the one with um What's the one with uh, one of the the older Wayans brother? Uh,
0: what was the? um oh, I forgot. Damn we man. all know that it's Hitchcock, all right?
1: Or Hancock? Sorry. No, hey, I I like Hancock, dude. <laughs> huh. I don't, I don't, I think I'm in the minority on that one, but I like, I like, I like Tank, Um, Hancock. I just thought it was a really unique idea. The other one that I think I'm in the minority on that i thought was real was a good idea was uh the chronicle the i love footage, Chronicle, the found footage one well see maybe i'm not in the minority
3: no yeah i love chronicle i'm in the minority saying that league of extraordinary gentlemen is a great film so <laughs> it
2: is a i
1: did film. i didn't oh, like wow. that one very much but i also watched it when i was like when it came out mm-hmm so I don't know if I remember it.
0: Let's just be honest. The best superhero movie of all time is Super, the Rain Wilson movie.
1: Dude, that movie is good with um what's her name now? His name? Elliot Page. Yeah. Um Yeah, that one that one is really good. Which makes uh, it real
0: awkward because doesn't she like try to bone him out in that movie? Uh does she? I'm pretty sure she does. I think that's a James... That's a James Gunn movie, too. hmm One of those dark... off-the-cuff
1: movies. I forgot. I also I thought Tyler the first Kick-Ass... Yeah, so Paul Rubens was arrested for indecent exposure in an adult theater in 1991. Mystery Men was, was
3: made in 1999. And then oh. in 2000... Was it 2000? He was arrested again for... allegedly possession of child pornography which turned out to be false art yeah it it was
1: it was like erotic art like paintings and stuff yeah and like coffee table book I think was one of them but they wanted to get this dude on something he's kind of like Michael Jackson like people wanted Michael Jackson to be guilty and so they tried to bust the guy for whatever they could you're saying he wasn't. I I don't believe he was. No. I think I think even Corey Feldman has come out and said that's the one guy that's not guilty. <laughs>
0: Listen, we've we saw Corey Feldman at SDCC. All right, we
1: we saw how well, rough. Well, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Well, Macaul- Macaulay Culkin. looks rough too. <laughs> yeah, but Macaulay Culkin's. Getting, but a lot of a lot of these chick, So. A lot of these, a lot of these child actors that spent a lot of time with Michael J. Fox have said, you know, he's the one guy he was trying to protect us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't believe the dude was guilty.
0: Because Devin said, no, not really. Like Michael Jackson didn't have a theme park at home and sleepovers with kids. No, he just had a playhouse. I,
1: I think where the, uh, Lawrence Fishburne stopped by to, to be a cowboy. I think it's really easy to make comments like that, mm-hmm. but. I think what we failed to consider is Michael Jackson's um, childhood was stolen from him and we don't know what that's like. Right. We, we don't, and he was perpetually trying to maintain that childlike. I think that was his issue. He He had deep emotional issues and psychological issues, but as far as touching kids and being inappropriate with kids, I don't think that happened.
0: All right. Well, we're just gonna go ahead and uh, <laughs> now hit that R. Kelly. On that note,
3: now R. Kelly was uh, <laughs> R. Kelly's a creep. You know, oh, I, I remember genre. in the nineties, people were actually selling that tape on corners in, in the city, and people were buying them up like crazy. Girl? Was he
1: peeing on kids or or were they adult women? Um, no, it was, like it a, was kids, it was like a sixteen-year-old girl. Okay. Was it kids? Yes. So they were selling child pornography on the streets in New York. Yes. That's insane. It was
3: called the R Kelly
1: sex tape. You know you're from Arizona when. <laughs> a comment like that surprises you, I guess. All right, next. So this is the flash round. So we got uh, five or six headlines that we're going to spend a minute each on, no more than a minute. Matt, you're on the uh, the timer, right? Yep. So as soon as I'm done reading the headlines, clothes. as soon as as soon as I'm done reading the headlines, start that timer, okay? first up Sonic the Hedgehog and Paddington threequels will shoot without sag after actors go
0: this is interesting because it's just gonna be a bunch of backgrounds with like cameras swooping all over the place and they're gonna digitally place it in I'm not really sure how that's gonna work but I guess whatever it takes to stay on schedule right
3: yeah yep
1: anything else that's all I got uh,
3: <laughs> I guess I guess AI will be doing the whole thing. <laughs> that's all i got and i hear paddington 2
0: was delightful i just people say it's the best movie ever but i've now i've never watched it
1: i took my kids to see paddington 1 in the theater and i liked it but i've never seen paddington 2 i've, I've never seen any of these well the, the paddington thing is a big uh you haven't seen
0: sonic the hedgehog yet nope
1: oh sonic that hedgehog's great but paddington is a big joke in um the unbearable weight of massive talent uh nick cage sits down to watch paddington it's one of the funnier parts of the movie yeah, he cries all right next up we've got madam web star sydney sweeney teases a different kind of superhero movie
0: why do we care about this? Do we really does Sony really need a different kind of superhero movie when you've got Craven who is clearly bitten by a radioactive lion and gives him superpowers it it
3: Sony's just way out of touch on these characters huh, yeah, we, maybe, maybe for the first time they're gonna have a story driven superhero movie.
0: No, I think they got Sidney Sweeney because you can just sit there and gawk at how bigger boobs are versus
3: <laughs> how bad the movie is. I think it's and, gonna make a ton of money.
1: And do, well, their last three have not, or last two. But I and, don't know.
3: Did they on Venom two make money?
1: Yeah, but Morbi- Morbius was. Didn't they have another one that I'm missing, uh, or was it just Morbius? Morbius. Just, just Morbius.
3: I thought Morbius was a good movie. Venom like,
0: 2 made money, but it didn't make Marvel money. And Morbius
3: was not a good movie. God damn it. I liked it a lot. It was a great vampire movie. It's Morbin time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next up. Uncharted producer shares hopeful update on sequel. Go ahead, Lance. I like the Uncharted movie, even though it seems like a ripoff of um, National Treasure and Tomb Raider. But Uncharted is one of my favorite games, uh, series. What is there, four of them, I think? Five. Uh, is there the five? Uh, oh, include, yeah, the, the one the, with the two women. Yes. Yeah. Um, But I feel like... The one thing that this movie had going against it is their casting choices. I don't think Mark Wahlberg or Tom Holland should have been involved in this movie. Mark True. Wahlberg was only involved because they said, Hey, we want you to play Nathan Drake and then he aged out of it.
0: Yeah, so. I didn't I didn't buy Mark Wahlberg as Sully and I did not buy Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. But they Mark Wahlberg
1: is the biggest offender.
0: They should have just
1: gotten, you know, what, who everybody wanted. Uh Nathan Fillion. Yep. He's too old. No, but that Sully is old.
3: Oh, to play Sully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't think I don't think Tom Holland has any thing going for him besides Spider Man.
0: Joe's doing says Uncharted was an okay sit at home and watch movie. I agree with that. It was not a go to the theater spend ten dollars watch movie. Yeah,
1: I hope they really improve the second one. Have you seen the crowded room, Bruce? No. I really enjoyed that one. It's on Apple TV. And that oh, city okay. Sweeney, is that Ann the Tom one Holland.
3: with all the memes? The memes? Yes. I don't know. It's the bathroom scene with Tom Tom Holland being a bottom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's based okay. on a, it's based on uh this guy
1: that um was arrested in like the 80s and had like 13 different personalities, Billy something. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, I saw the documentary on Netflix on it like two years ago, and and the the show's pretty good. My wife got really into it, so nice. and she never gets into anything. So,
0: uh, Joe's <laughs> Doolin is asking you to re to clarify that comment. Bottom or power bottom?
3: Oh, he was getting railed. Yeah, power bottom. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he needed poppers for that. Pound it's
1: it's a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty like yeah he's. He, He looks like he's in pain. (laughs) Yeah. He'll Um, need a
3: wheelchair after that one.
1: Did you guys ever see the lip syncing thing that he did where he's dressed up as Rihanna? Yeah, that was great. He's like in that same outfit. (laughs) It's like identical. Um, All right. Continue. Adam Driver to meet with Marvel Studios once the strikes are over. I am so fucking done with Fantastic Four.
0: (laughs) It just seems like this casting, like we haven't even gotten anywhere. We're not going to because of the writers and, and actors strike. But it's like he's there and then he's out. And now it's like, well, maybe I'm going to come back in. And he's like, well, no, I'm out because I can't connect with this character as it is in the script. And then Marvel's like, well, once we can talk to you, why don't you come on back and tell us what your your concerns are so we can rewrite it again?
1: Well, apparently he got a new script. Hmm. That's that's what it said. The role of Reed Richards in the upcoming Fantastic Four reboot is still up for grabs, but Adam Driver reportedly rejoined the shortlist of pr- prospective casting as the actor is called in to read the new script of the film. See, how many rewrites is this shit going to go through? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just so done with all the casting rumors and stuff. Like We should have found something out a year ago, and then we should have found something out at this last SDCC and
0: the sad part is we probably would have if the strike wouldn't have happened.
1: Well, it doesn't sound like it. They don't even
0: have people cast. Oh, I think they would have been farther along. I think that the strike really... They saw the strike coming. The writing was on the wall, so they really like just pulled things back before it got to that point.
1: And if the script needs to be rewritten, nobody can write it right now. Yeah, right. So you're just going to be even waiting longer. It's just fucking stupid. I'm just done. And Fantastic Four is like my like as far as superhero characters like they're one of my favorite like uh superheroes and specifically the thing and i'm just over it
0: what i got a question is the writer's been on strike since may right so mm-hmm. how did they get a new how did he get a new script ai probably J-
1: Chat gpt or the win i don't know all right next up psych wonder woman 3 not in development at dc studios so it was then it wasn't then it was then it wasn't then it was then it wasn't
0: this is becoming the biggest clusterfuck of things with that transition to james Gunn, and i kind of blame the flash because the flash should have been that final end point for this universe and ended things and transitioned it into even if they had to do reshoots transitioned it into the james gunn universe Blue Beetle feels out of place now, and I think that's kind of why they're like, "Oh, we're going to add Blue Beetle into this universe," but to to tell everyone that we okay, we're done, we're canning Gal Gadot, and then for a glimpse, be like, "Oh, she's coming back," and now they're saying, "Oh no, we're we're not
1: developing that movie anymore." Which, and that, go ahead. James
0: Gunn just said, "We'll talk about Wonder Woman later."
1: What I don't mm-hmm. get is is how did all this happen in the middle of a strike?
0: Twitter. <laughs> or x sorry x
1: Bruce you got any thoughts on this
3: I, I I thought that those comments were made months ago by gal
0: No this just happened this week on Twitter with an exchange between her and James Gunn
3: I could have swore that that was they they just It's that. happened many times and I think that it wasn't I think gal was telling the truth and people saying it's not in development is from a source. So, I don't know. I believe Gal over some random source at the studio.
1: I tell you what, I hope it's her. I I really do. I mean, Wonder Woman, the first one is great. The the first Wonder Woman is what Captain Marvel should have been.
0: <laughs> Go younger and get the chick who played um who played Wonder Girl in uh Titans to do it. Yeah.
1: She's hot. I hear, uh, Alexandra Daddario is rooting for the role. So if you want a big breasted wonder woman, there you go. Mm, She's, she's
0: not right for the role. I don't believe so either, but,
1: uh, all right, next up Deadpool three is reportedly no longer included in the first half of Disney's release slate. Well, duh, they're in the middle of a fucking strike.
0: Yeah. Well, this got <laughs> pushed, but uh, it, and the news now is that it's been shelved indefinitely. It doesn't even have a new release date, so... I mean, does this bode well for Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool? I mean, they were already deep into filming it, so... I don't know. To me, I'm not I, real worried about it, because I know Marvel and sees this movie and they know they're going to make bank, but it's like, how long do we, now you run the risk of how long do we wait to where people stop caring?
1: Well, I think this is a character that that's not going to happen to. I mean, Ghostbusters afterlife came out 20 years or 25 years after Ghostbusters two. And people went and saw it. And that was in the middle of the pandemic. I think there's certain characters that, that, outlive the, or that can last through the, um, the, the weight, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know how better to say that, but mm-hmm. like if, if they came out with a back to the future for today, people would line up in droves to go see that. And it's been 30 plus years. I just think people bit. would line up in droves to go see it, to see if Michael J. Fox. Shake all over the place. No, but even if it was new actors, people would still go to see it in droves. I don't know, man. I, I think there's just certain characters that just can. Or, for instance, if Captain America, Chris Evans, if they announced a Captain America with Chris Evans or an Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr., that would get people to go to the movie theater. I've never been a fan of Deadpool. Bruce was just over here, like. I'm just i I'm just a fan of Ryan Reynolds.
0: Bruce was like, "Listen, guys, I'm just gonna alienate everything." Yeah, that's pretty much,
2: weird.
3: you know. I love just, Deathstroke. I don't like Deadpool. I'm, Slade versus Wade, just saying.
0: You like, you like the
1: Deathstroke, huh?
3: Yeah, I like to stroke him to death. But aren't,
1: <laughs> <laughs> aren't they? Uh, like, I know Deadpool is supposed to be like a parody of deathstroke. Well, but, that's not how
3: it started out.
1: But but Deadpool came after, right?
3: Yeah, Deadpool came 19 years after Deathstroke.
1: He didn't he wasn't created to be a parody?
3: No, he was very serious when he first um... No,
1: no, no, that's not that's not what I'm saying. Like uh they had Slade Wilson, they made Wade Wilson. Like he the character itself wasn't a parody of himself. What I'm saying is that he was inspired by Deathstroke, right? I just think he
3: was just a straight ripoff.
0: Yeah, it's just Rob Robbie L being Robbie L. Yeah.
3: Well, I like the goofier
1: version better than the straight-laced version. I guess
3: um, I got tired of it because he was in every book for no freaking reason, and he still 90s. is. And it's 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 like, why is he here? Mm-hmm uh dark ages that
0: event they had last year or the year before where like the whole world's power got shut off and they went back to like olden times because that new like celestial or whatever came out and he just shows up in like issue three or four for no reason it's like all right but I agree with you I'm not a big Deadpool guy myself I enjoyed the movies but i'm not a you know i'm not running out to buy deadpool shit
3: i'm just still baffled how they still give lightfield a pen for anything
0: <laughs> i'm all like, right with them having a pen it's more like a pencil and marker like he can write yeah.
3: but i i don't want to see him draw just don't hands. ask
1: him to draw hands or feet or feet or faces <laughs> or i um uh, i'm just really interested to see this to see the MCU's first foray into an R-rated territory. Mm. I want to see what that's like, and I want to see how they handle... I mean, this is like the only character that they're saying, hey, all that... The first two movies were canon, and we're continuing that story, but now in the MCU. Like, I want to see how they handle that. Because they basically got handed a script... You know,
0: Ryan Reynolds or the writers... There's Gertie. Yeah, writing themselves into like you know w- where he gets well no, we're writing it to where he gets uh cable's time watch and he can go wherever he wants, just Gosh. open the door for him.
3: Please no. Please know what. We don't need we don't need Deadpool hopping around time.
1: Well, that's what the next movie is pretty much gonna be. That's the only way Wolverine can come back. We'll we'll see what happens. All right. So that brings us to we went a couple over a couple times, but they do on part in the interruption too. So who the fuck cares? (laughs) Uh, Next, we're going to talk about the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. All right. Bruce, you, you had a chance to see this, right?
3: No, I haven't seen it yet.
1: I haven't seen it?
3: No. I'll probably wait for it to be come out on um streaming. I'm I got I'm not a big fan of turtles. Oh no. So I, I, lo- I love the turtle games for like the arcade games and Turtles in Time and I do- and Shredder's Revenge, but in the nineties cartoon, but I haven't really watched Turtles any of the other series.
1: Can I ask how, how old you are? God damn it
3: he's too old for you
1: no i just want to know i i i, I find because our friend jay who's 48 um he's not a big turtle fan either and i think there's a generational thing here 47 47 so he's yes. 48 you're 47 matt and i are big turtle fans i'm 38 matt you're 38 too right mm-hmm. yeah yeah it falls right in the middle of our childhood, so I I think that that's a very clear, um, yeah. But there's a very I, clear I, I, line. I've there.
3: spent I spent so much money playing that stupid four player turtle game in high school. It was insane. Turtles yeah, and time. And,
1: and I'm not saying I'm not saying you're you're immune to the turtle. What I'm saying though is that we have an affinity for it because we we watched the cartoon and stuff growing up. You might have you might have aged
3: out of the cartoon at that time would you agree with that um when was the next series after the original 90s series
1: see and i aged out at that at that time when it was more anime uh-huh i didn't well, i didn't really watch it depends that.
0: on like there's like the next mutation where you got venus De milo and they were like
1: well those are the live action ones right yeah um the nickelodeon anime show where they were big like hulking monsters uh came out a few years after i'm i'm pretty sure
0: well hey, then they i mean they had the re of the what well, was the in 2012 the teenage it's a teenage mutant ninja turtles
3: well i i guess i missed oh, no that was uh,
0: before 2012 it i think i missed like... a
3: lot of the turtle series because i was actually out clubbing a lot in the late 90s early 2000s and then yeah. you know
0: they've I, all just been teenage mutant ninja turtles up until the rise which is the abomination we have now? Yeah, I
3: hate, I hate Rise. You know, but but I, 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 love and... Avatar and everything. You know, oh, I don't I know. Avatar it's just something the about the year turtles. Years. I can't get back into it.
1: So the second animated series came out in two thousand three when I had graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I have an affinity for the original series and the first two live action movies because those those that was my childhood i mean the live action movie came out in what 90 yes and then the second one was 91 or 92 i want to say 92 so i was seven when the second one came out and it it fit my demographic right there so jay is a big fan of like transformers which i'm not transformers was before me you know what i mean mm-hmm. i always thought transformers were stupid um blasphemy but you see and you're you're a transformers fan
3: right yes beast wars yeah. i've seen every, every japanese version of the transformers oh beast um, headmasters victory
1: all, all of them yeah, I didn't grow up watching Transformers or GI Joe. I know Jay's a big GI Joe fan. Oh, I love
0: GI Joe too, man. But I I'm just, also a big anime fan.
3: So.
1: Which you might very. like the second. You might like the second uh, animated series of Ninja Turtles, because hmm. that one's very anime. Speaking of anime, Bruce, you should check out the new Superman anime that's on HBO Max. Oh, I'm sure he's watching. Yeah, it. yeah I, I've been my, watching it. I just got a friend, friend Superman. It.
3: I liked it. Did you like it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's good. I like the way um, the the way they the art, art style for what's it um my was it my adventures with Superman? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. the art style. And Lois Lane is a bitch. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I like that show a lot. But I'm not a big
1: anime fan. But I like that show. Um, but well, Matt, what are what are your how do you want to start this? I, I know. Give we, us a synopsis of the movie. A synopsis. Uh, well, you got four turtles. They they come in contact with ooze. Splinter finds them. He also comes in contact with ooze, and they're just trying to find their way through life. Essentially, it's a it's less of a ninja style movie and more of a coming of age style movie. Where the 1990 film was very coming of eight or uh was very ninja-esque and this is more about you could put four teenagers in this and the movie would still make sense right like not turtles um but it really like there's not much to know they they come in contact with ooze they become mutant then they discover there's other mutants and that's pretty much just synopsis ish i mean how much more do you say without Well,
0: we can get into spoiling and if
1: if i know but as far as the synopsis is concerned
0: well i would say like so baxter stockman is trying is creating mutants to help um basically be that family he never had um yeah and he is being hunted by uh tcri the big corporation um he gets basically taken out and then we do a 15-year time jump where we see the teenage where we see the turtles as young teenagers uh trying to find their way in a world that has basically shunned their leader and that they're being protected from um then bastard stockman's uh creation of superfly is out there running amok trying to finish his father's work and create other mutants to destroy humanity pretty much yeah so
1: so i have a few let me first start by saying that i liked this um it was better than i thought it would be especially when the last three or four iterations of the turtles have been so bad um and i'm speaking of rise and the michael bay movies specifically so when it so i was surprised of how well it was handled i think seth rogan did a very good job i'm not sure if he wrote it though did he or was he just a producer
0: uh he did do rewrites
1: on it him and evan goldberg yeah so they do get writing credits so you can definitely feel his sense of humor in this. Like if you're a fan of Superbad or any of those the uh, Seth Rogen movies, you, you he definitely has his flavor of humor in it. Um, for instance, a big plot point is April O'Neil puking on TV. Um, that's definitely a Seth Rogen trope. <laughs> Anything having to do with puke or wieners or poop or whatever. Um, so I say wieners? well i was trying to i was trying to make it sound adolescent uh on purpose (laughs) because wiener is a funnier word than dick (laughs) (laughs) um but my issue with it is that he kind of deconstructs what makes the turtles the turtles right so in this their big thing throughout the film the four turtles want to go to high school like normal kids. And, and I get it. Every kid goes through that, but, and and that's basically the premise of the whole movie is them trying to be accepted and want just to go to high school essentially. But by doing that, and ultimately at the end of the movie, they, they end up going to high school and they're accepted by doing that. You lose the whole ninja thing completely. Now they're just karate kids. Cuz ninjas fight in the shadows. Ninjas are secretive. Ninjas are you know they're not to be seen. Mm-hmm. Now you just put them in high school, everybody knows who the fuck they are. They're not ninjas. It, it just so that was one issue I had. And Matt, you brought that up too, right? You said essentially the whole movie is them trying to get to high school. He yeah, saw their, it before I did.
0: Their whole Premise is to be accepted by the topside world so that they can go to high school. Like, yeah, most teenagers are trying to get away from high school, they want to go
1: to high school. Not not I would say most teenagers, yes, they're trying to get away from high school, but not but they are they are grappling with the same issues, the acceptance thing, and that's the reason they want to get away from high school, right? Is that most teenagers feel like an alien in their own skin. Most teenagers feel unaccepted. And, and there's, you see some of the, these, um, these kids that graduate high school and they were Kings of the campus. Right. And they, and you see them as adults and they long to be back in high school. Right. But yeah, the kids they peaked. <laughs> yeah. They peaked in high school, but kids like myself and, and, and I would correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming you two as well. We weren't, really the popular crowd i know were you yeah well lucky bruce (laughs) (laughs) no but i mean that's that's how i discovered punk rock music was because i was ostracized by by the um by the elite in high school and i found kids with mohawks and dressed in all black and stuff and i and i discovered music that way that's what created my love i always had a love of music but for that specific style of music because it was about being not normal, right? It was it was the counterculture of it. So, and I think that's where that stems from the the kids
3: trying to get away from high school. But yeah, it's, it's funny. The only time I ever missed a day of high school was because we had blizzards. I <laughs> love high school.
1: Yeah, and see you were popular in high school. I hated high school.
3: High school
0: is forever. <laughs>
3: It's funny because I didn't. I was probably one of the biggest nerds, and I didn't fit in with. Well, I didn't look like a typical high school nerd. I, I was known as the nerd's bodyguard.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. I, ne- I never had that bully. Like I was friends
1: with the popular kids. I just wasn't in the like. I wasn't um a main part of that group. Right. I was friends with everybody. But,
3: the popular kids have more issues than the ostracized <laughs> fringe kids trust me
1: well i i know that now as mm-hmm. an adult you know i look at a lot of the popular kids and some of them are on their third marriage or have alcohol problems or whatever else you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they're losers that still live in their hometown
0: and are drug addicts
1: yeah yeah they it's just it's the it's really a trope is what it is but um, and I'm not saying that that's, that's a rule. I'm just saying that I look back and I'm like, "Just serves you right. Like you were kind of a dick, the nice ones. The, like I have one friend, uh, from high school, his name was Brian Hurd, and he was part of that popular group. Mm-hmm. Fucking coolest guy ever. And he seems to be fucking being a rock star at life. And he's, he's a likable guy and he's nice and couldn't happen to a better guy. Kind of sucks. So he's popular in high school and he's making a killing. And as an adult, like, <laughs> Andy's right, good where looking. We going Andy's this? funny. No, Langer's your I, I Langer we popularity plane. So, <laughs> all right. So that was one thing I had issue with, as far as story is concerned. The other thing I had issue with is the complete change of Splinter's backstory. Now, I got in an argument with somebody on TikTok because they're like, "No, it's more like the comics than than anything else than any of the cartoons or anything." And he was harping on the fact that in the cartoons, he's a human that comes in contact with the ooze and turns into a rat. That's not what the comics were like Mm -hmm. the comics. He is the, the pet of Yoshi. He's a rat. He's a pet of Yoshi. The 1990 film, I think got it the most correct, right, Matt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this, he comes in con. He's just a New York rat. He has no, he has no connection to Japan or to Yoshi or anything. He's just a normal rat that comes in contact with the ooze when the turtles do becomes, becomes large and learns the art of ninjutsu with the turtles at the same time. So through YouTube videos, through YouTube videos, (laughs) nevertheless, but (laughs) so he, it is, it is funny, but it, it brings up a few questions about the future of this franchise, right? First of all, how is he supposed to be a sensei if he came if he learned at the same time as them, right? How's he supposed to be a sensei and they don't ever call him sensei, they only call him dad or father or whatever in this. So maybe that's their thing. The other thing is now because he was a pet of Yoshi in the original comics, what is his reason for fighting Shredder or what's Shredder's reason for beginning? And at the end of this movie, they tease Shredder. They show you his back, but they basically make him a hunter now, which loses it loses any um, weight to that relationship between Shredder and Splinter. It it makes him much less of this long running bad guy that he could be. That he could be there the bane of their existence for five movies or whatever. Now he, now he's because he's just the hunter. He kind of turns into the hero or villain of the week. Essentially. I just think it, it diminishes shredder by not having this decades long feud with Yoshi or with Splinter. So I feel like that was short-sighted. Matt, would you agree?
0: Yeah, since I made all those points to you and then just used them. Son of a bitch.
1: Dude, I told you that when I saw the sneak preview and the no, fucking no, no. I SDCC. Told you that. No, you. I told you. you that
0: after I saw the press screening. Yeah. You repeated before. what
1: I said in no, San no, no, Diego no, no. two weeks before.
0: No, 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 no. Dude, Chat, who you. do you believe? No. no, no.
3: <laughs> Anyways, you
0: I mean fucker, I agree with dude. you. There's <laughs> there are I've ex- all right as I get older in this fandom, I accept that these franchises are going to evolve and change and they're not always going to be what they were when they first came out when we were kids and how we remember remember them and how we want them to be this, but there's, there's parts of origin stories you can change. And I feel like there are parts of origin stories that are fundamentally important. They're the pillars, the load bearing yeah. pillars of a franchise and you can have you can have the the change of splinter being a pet rat versus splinter being yoshi himself who is shunned and comes in contact with rats in the ooze like the cartoon the his relationship with Sh- shredder is one of those pivotal load-bearing fundamental building blocks uh, that make the ninja turtles what they are. So to take the you know stance this movie did where he he's just a uh, he basically this movie turned Shredder into a bitch. Mm-hmm. I mean not Shredder but Splinter into a bitch. He's a whining, snivelling little bitch. And you know you took him from this this ninja master who taught the turtles you know the art of ninjutsu to be able to you know, disguise themselves from the outside world. And now you fundamentally do it through YouTube videos and tutorials because you're, you're scared of people because you've been shunned because you took them, you took them up to the, the, you know, street level and you, people wanted to kill you because you were a rat man. Like it really makes it to where splinter taught them this out of, his own fear. And Lance is right. There's no reason for him to call master. So this movie really goes and destroys that load-bearing relationship because it makes the shredder, like Lance said, obsolete. So now he's just a hitman, so to speak, for um TCRI. And they not they ruin Bebop and Rocksteady, in this movie, like the oh, the voice cast the in this movie thing. is phenomenal. All right, the voice cast is phenomenal. They all do a great job. John Carlos Esposito as Baxter Stockman was awesome. Fucking Post Malone as Ray Fillet was awesome. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko was awesome. Like the whole voice cast was phenomenal. In this Even movie.
1: the one that I was nervous about, Donatello, because he sounds like a seven year old yeah
0: fit but my my gripe here is you go back to the original 90s movie and i've said this before i want to know how they got the money to buy pizza in the sewers right now yeah. i want to know how do they get the money to keep their cell phone plans activated yeah <laughs> because they're walking around with cell phones and who are they texting they don't know anybody <laughs> so why do they have cell phones it, to text each other i
1: guess the text splinter like I don't know. This movie my son asked me that. And so I had to come up with something really quick. I was like, Well, they're probably on Facebook or Instagram and made fake profiles to, that are humans and they're messaging people on there. Well, that I mean that's
0: plausible. Catfish, they're yeah. catfishes, right? Yeah I, yeah, I had
1: to come up with something real quick because he was quickly finding flaws in the story. <laughs> and he's he's nine, so I was pretty impressed for a nine year old to find flaws in this story. But can continue, Matt. I'm sorry. I had I had this discussion with my brother in law that you know michelangelo
0: isn't that like goofy silly funny character like we've come to to know and he he made the point of oh well it's their younger teens maybe he just hasn't grown into that persona yet
1: Mm -hmm. all right i'll give you that but well he does they do establish in the movie that he wants to be like a comedian a method
0: actor yes or not not improvisation yes
1: so he'll eventually grow into that but the most laughs come from donatello and raf i would say
0: yeah like my favorite part of the movie is when they're stealing the van from superfly thugs and superfly breaks in the van and he starts beating donatello and he's uh beating up Donatello. he's like oh no he's whomping me and i'm like i laugh at that every time and you know, it's like oh no he's beating you and oh no now he's beating me and it's like i don't know I don't do it justice but it's it's still funny like ice cube with superfly was good john my Cena. Real only, the, the animation in this movie is phenomenal it really is um i wasn't the biggest fan of the the direction and change of April O'Neil. like if you want to make her assassin it i don't know I just i wasn't a big fan of that i don't understand the direction of that they want to take april O'Neill in these newer um iterations of the movies but i enjoyed it for what it is and I, i'm interested to see where they go with this um i really believe that krang was is hiding in plain sight in this movie considering tcri is techno cosmic research institute that is connected to krang and the krangs um, he's kind of hiding in plain sight in this movie. Uh, I thought it was real interesting that they already announced a sequel and spinoffs before the first one even came out.
1: Well, they announced the rock. show, they announced that show, uh, like six months ago. But the fact that the sequel's already been greenlit is telling. But what this
0: made me really want is I went and rewatch the other, the original movie the other day. This movie that the 90s original is still top notch for me and this is probably second. It makes me want that Last Ronin movie. Give the fans, the older fans that grew up on this something. Acknowledge us. Like this this movie does a good job of bridging the gap and saying, "Okay, we we know we have these older fans and now they have kids and they will con- enjoy this together." And that's great. But give that... I I just want the older fans to get that little bit of love, man. That little rub. And I want to see a last Ronan movie. I want the original April O'Neil to come back. To play April O'Neil on that. Live action. Original Jim Hansen puppet suits. The original Michelangelo. Give us that 90s... Fucking last ronin dude just give your that rub to the the people who grew up on this franchise just give us that rub That's all i want
1: so can i can i say something that was a big issue of mine with rise of the ninja turtles and the michael bay movies some i brought up several times True. and something they improved a little bit on this one the the character design right in the Michael Bay movies they make Michelangelo the surfer dude give him puka shells and all this other shit like it's so over the top it's stupid they um leonardo has like the the uh bamboo armor or whatever on his front like it's just dumb character choices but ever since those Michael Bay movies and the rise things for some reason they give donatello Glasses or like night vision goggles and shit. He's a fucking mutant. Why the fuck does he need glasses? Because they're all old whites writing
0: these stories and they think that nerd, you know, equals glasses.
1: It's so fucking stupid. And here's the other thing. I don't know if any of you noticed this. Michelangelo has braces. Yes, I did notice that. Where the fuck did he get braces? If they don't talk to humans. <laughs> Why Spender
3: does I watch
0: the how to YouTube video on put braces on?
3: Jerry rig from garbage. Yeah,
1: and then never mind the fact that they're giant turtles. How? Why the fuck do they need straight teeth? Yeah, it makes absolutely no. Like, I'm pretty sure make,
0: turtles don't have teeth at all. Do they not? I don't think so.
1: Interesting. I mean, I don't know. Um, so just little design choices like that, that are just unnecessary. The glasses on Donut, the headphones around the neck. That's fine. But like, it's just, yeah, so no, stereoty- they don't have turtles. They have a beak. It's so stereotypical that a nerd has fucking black rimmed glasses. He's a mutant. Why the fuck does he need glasses? It just makes no sense to me. it, I just don't understand like this movie, the design would have been perfect if they just would have played it a little closer to the, like the original cartoons that we all, all know, like just give them all different color bandanas. Fucking you can make them different species. I think in this one, they're different species, right?
0: They don't establish that, but. I mean, they're all
1: different colors and shit, so they must. Yeah, be. they're
0: just different sizes and like they're not supposed to be because they're all from the supposed to be from the same litter.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in the rise, they make them like I want to say Raphael's like a snapdragon. Yeah, he's a snapping snap, turtle. Snapping yeah. turtle. They make them all different species based on their their uh, uh like how they What's are as design? a character. No, like a snapping turtle. They make Raphael because he's aggressive, so they make him a snapping turtle. And then Donatello is very uh, flowy and stuff, so they make him a different kind of turtle. I don't know what I what I will appreciate though. So
0: like... in Rise, Raphael is a snapping turtle. Leonardo is a red eared slider turtle. Donatello is a soft shell turtle, and Michelangelo is a box turtle.
1: Oh, just a regular box turtle. Mm-hmm. But. Um what i will appreciate is though is that they kept the character um roles the same rise changes it Raphael is the leader in rise and leonardo they make very campy and kind of goofy he kind of take he kind of is more like michelangelo than he is leonardo but in this movie leonardo's the clear like all the roles are clearly defined according to what they've been for decades but back to your comment about bebop and rocksteady matt yes what the fuck is that
0: yeah i don't understand their their choice to make bebop and rocksteady good guys and not have uh conflict with the turtles they're two characters
1: that are just kind of wasted
0: in and I movie? didn't like
1: that. I would say that's one beef I had with the voice. I did not like Seth Rogen as uh, John Cena's rock steady. was so John Cena is great, but Seth Rogen, it doesn't fit. Yeah. No, the character at all. Seth Rogen should have been like one of those like Mondo Gecko or something like that. Nah, you no, know? Paul
0: Rudd's perfect. as Mondo no, Gecko. no, no, no,
1: but I'm just using him as like a, like yeah. one of those smaller characters, like uh, not smaller, but smaller in stature, like, like, mm-hmm when rock steady top ta- is it rocks be bebop is the is the pig right yes the warthog when bebop speaks you expect to have this like deep like john cena as rock steady you have this deep like aggressive voice and out comes <laughs> like the seth rogan yeah, laugh you or did, whatever you did
0: it deeper than
1: seth rogan even did i don't know if i can i i don't know if i can, <laughs> I, I if I can... <laughs> just it just uh <laughs> It just, but they make them fucking good guys. Those are two, besides Shredder, Bebop and Rocksteady are two of the most recognizable turtle villains out of the entire lore. Mm -hmm. You have Shredder, The Foot, Krang, and Bebop and Rocksteady. That's what everybody recognizes. And
3: I don't know. So, if you guys were to give this a rating, what would you give it a rating, one to ten?
1: I, I sound I would, like I'm railing on it really bad. Like, in a, I'd in give I it build. an eight five, honestly.
0: My only, my only gripe with it is the the changes to Splinter and Shredder, to Splinter's backstory, and his reason for creating the turtles, kind of their portrayal of April O'Neil and, um the the bebop and rocksteady stuff. So otherwise, I thought it, I had fun watching it. I laughed through it the whole thing. I don't like the high school thing. That yeah, that's stupid. They're, the whole plot of them wanting to be accepted so they could go to high school is a little dumb, and I feel like it's kind of a cop out. Yeah. But I liked all the the '90s references, or not '90s, but all the current pop culture references. Um, you know I liked the fact that they did the that whole the whole he-man version of um god what song is that um
1: what's going on the he-man ver- oh the the,
0: the video you on- uh, yeah the Heya he-man yeah the i i still haven't watched it Do you know what meme either. I'm talking about Lucifer? No. Oh, I'm sure you do. It's not hey yah
1: Yeah it is.
3: Oh, for He Man?
0: Yeah. No. It's a it's a meme. It's him and Skeletor. Here, I'll Is it I'll
3: the share. one where um Skeletor is holding He Man? No.
0: Oh. It's it's uh it's probably not hold on, I gotta remove. Did you share your computer audio? That's what I was trying to do.
2: here it's it's this
3: i've never seen this you've never seen this (laughs) oh dude so good
1: yeah they reference this in the movie this is the exact
0: song they play
1: yeah when you said hey uh, i thought you meant outcast no
2: This is the exact
0: version of the song they're playing as they're chasing on uh, Superfly through the city. Okay. Like here comes Skeletor.
1: Yeah, I've never. have never seen this? Seen this? No.
2: <laughs>
1: I heard some people laughing at this part, and I'm like, "What's so funny? I didn't get it." Oh no, it's not Skeletor. Sorry,
0: it's. Just weird. The right. skeletor man. is in it.
2: All the time in this institution. He's right here. And he prays. Oh my god. Exactly. I, pray. I, pray to
0: <laughs> I lost it when they played it, because that like I knew what it was, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they're playing this that's funny but like donatello makes references to bts like donatello is a huge anime nerd. he talks about attack on titan oh uh, yeah he's like you know talks about just all kinds of anime and how he's into k-pop and bts and like i'm yeah. okay with that like, like i said i understand that as i get older and these properties come back for a younger generation that they're going to evolve and change and they're going to have to but there's just some things, like I said, that I feel are pillars that you can't change. But, and that's really one of them. Otherwise I really didn't have, I I really enjoyed this movie. Like the art style is literally like they took it off of doodles on the side of a notebook. Like you used to do in high school.
1: It reminds me a lot of how the original, like obviously not as aggressive as the original Mirage comics, but very kind of messy yeah you know what i mean like it reminds me of the original mirage comics a lot in that way um in fact but, i was hoping that when he was when they were first getting their masks that they were going to be all red for at least like one scene that scene at the
0: beginning when they're doing the the mission for gogurt and they call him batman all of their met their all their bandanas should have been red yeah and then when it co- pops back into where they have pupils then they have the the individual colored bandanas
1: yeah, just sick. A, just a, or And make it black and white.
0: And th- so to go back to what I was saying about the splinter thing, another thing that just popped in my head, it affects the story completely because why, why are they named after Renaissance painters now? You know, the, the whole weapons thing. So it like, even the fact that they changed that relationship between splinter and shredder, you directly affect the whole reason for the turtles being now in who they are and how they got their names and how their weapons and mm-hmm. why they're trained and, and this and that and so it's just like that whole i understand that they changed it to be have a better flow of the story but it it really doesn't now it makes you wonder like okay why did it, why do they have these colored bandanas why are they named how they are you know they don't touch on any of that
1: so why did they practice ninjutsu ninjutsu is not even a to protect uh, themselves no but it's not even like a popular form of like everybody's learned like my thai and taekwondo and so, why ninjutsu yeah. the reason it was ninjutsu in the original is because master yoshi he well, was a ninja yeah i'm not and splinter yoshi. splinter learns from him, from him and then he teaches the turtles but if it if this movie is is set in current time it would not be ninjutsu that they, that they learned. It'd be my Thai, Taekwondo or
0: Brazilian Jiu Jitsu,
1: Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or something. So they, it could have just been fixed. Like show him, you could have had him doing the same thing. Like there's a very funny scene when, before he gets the ooze that he's like, has a friend that's a cockroach. And then he's like, and then somebody comes by and steps on his friend. You they know what I mean? Him. And then he goes, and then I ate him. <laughs> You could have fucking done that in Japan. Just do, do all that in Japan. And then he gets on a fucking shipping c- container and ends up in New York. Just do that. You don't have to change anything. Make him a pet of Yoshi. And he... Yoshi dies and he lives a few years on the streets and makes friends with cockroaches. Then he gets on a boat and ends up in New York.
0: Well, it would make sense for him to be an outcast then because he would be, you know... A house pet. A house pet and he would come from a different country and yeah and he would have all this you know he wouldn't be as up so it would be make a it be a reason for as this movie says all the other rats not to like him and him to be you know outcasted and looked at differently and shunned to the sewers and he's just like so it just kills me to see splinter
1: so afraid of everything you know yeah yeah and and never mind the fact if he didn't come from another country why the fuck does he have a Chinese accent? Right? It, it's Jackie Chan. You don't right? get that accent living in New York. Uh, you can. You should have A Chinese a accent? Thick.
3: Yeah, you can. actually you have a
0: thick, like, like, thick New York accent. Like, hey, yo, what are you turtles doing over yeah, here? Yeah, I,
3: I went to school with a lot of um, Chinese kids that were born here and they had a thick Chinese accent because they only spoke Chinese at home.
1: Yeah, but they were around, they were around Chinese parents.
3: Yeah, true. The, this
1: guy has no affiliation with anybody from China.
3: <laughs> he, he wasn't stealing food from a Chinese restaurant? <sighs>
1: no, he was basically like Pizza Rat.
3: <laughs>
0: That's essentially what they made him. Is he's the mutated version of the Pizza Rat meme. Because somehow he can always get pizza and Cool Ranch Doritos, but... Yeah, I don't know. But I, it, it sounds like I'm shitting all over, but I loved like... The Turtles fan to me... Was happy to see them on the big screen. Happy to see it in this way. The animation style was beautiful. The voice acting was great. The story was overall good. But those are just my few gripes. Just the the change to Splinter's backstory and his relationship with Shredder. Mm-hmm. Changing Shredder to nothing more than a glorified hitman. It, the, he's, he's the small changes to April O'Neil.
1: I feel mm-hmm. like he's going to be craven.
0: Probably. He just wants to hunt. They're bringing him in to hunt turtles.
1: Yeah, so I don't have any problem with this movie visually. I think it's visually stunning. I don't have any problem with this movie as far as performances, except for Seth Rogen. He seems a little off. Performances are fine. I don't even have an issue with April O'Neil. I know you do, but I, I see her as more to the time, I guess you could say, where news anchors aren't really... A okay. thing, a thing. Like she's more of like social media esque.
0: But it it feels like like they steered hard into that trope of like she's got, um. You know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, anxiety.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they kind of make her a bit of. Socially awkward and socially awkward and stuff. And, and I always thought that the reason the turtles were so enamored by her in the original movie, and it never explicitly says this, but I always thought it was, they saw her and saw how accepted she actually was. And that made them gravitate to her even more because she's accepted socially and accepted, um, even publicly, I mean, she's a she's a uh, figure. she's a public figure in the in the live action movies. So in this movie, they make they they uh, bring her down more to the turtles' level, where where she should have been elevated, and that's what makes them gravitate toward, towards her. Like she's the same age as them; they both mm-hmm. go to high school together now. In in the live action movie, she's a little bit older than than the turtles, right?
0: And then you got the Michael Bay abomination where they're her pets. What?
1: Well, yeah, in the you know, Michael Bay movies, are her pets. Oh, If horrible. last Ronin has anything to oh, do watch about it. it, we'll we'll eventually get turtles that are. Well, that's fine. Pets. They're not. They're not
0: your core ninja turtles at that point. They're the next generation, so that's fine for them to be pets, but. And th- you, this one, you're not like those turtles. You can create your whole new backstory and do whatever you want with them because it's there's nothing fresh there
1: territory. Before it. Right. It's a blank slate. No. So, I mean, I I see where you're coming from with the April O'Neill thing. I, it just didn't bother me as much. The Splinter thing bothers me the most because because they unravel that character. There's no... You might as well have a brand new character because that's not splinter like it, in everything i mean he's kind of like he's a little bit aloof in the movie he's not this all-knowing sensei like he is he's in a the bitch they the original him into cartoon. A bitch yeah and he's very naive too about certain things i mean these boys are gone for four hours and in like he's on dating
0: he's on dating apps yeah trying to find love which (laughs) makes no sense if he hates humans it's very hard to find other mutants (laughs) on these dating apps then he falls
1: in love with stink bug so yeah that that's that's my biggest issue is, is splinter so if i had to rate this movie i I think Matt's being generous. Generous with eight and a half, I I would say more closer to a, like a seven, maybe seven and a half, because mm-hmm. it is very funny, and it is visually appealing, and the performances are good. But I just wish somebody ha- like people that make this. I think the issue is is that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a as a theory is such a laughable thing. I I don't think they get the seriousness that that is afforded to like the Marvel movies or the DC movies. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's ever given them that, that uh, reverence is that 1990 movie and the 1990 movie. Is there anything you could complain about in that movie, Matt? Mm, not really. Not... As far as a turtles movie, it's perfect. Yeah. They have the... It's the closest thing
0: to the old Mirage comic that you're going to get. Because they actually had a reason to have weapons they actually used them. You know? Like... I mean, granted... I mean, they actually killed Shredder by throwing him off a roof into the back of a garbage truck. You know, it just... um, (laughs) <laughs> it's because this this franchise has always been connected to kids, and for some reason, now that Nickelodeon owns it and Paramount owns it, they're afraid to make that step to direct it towards adults because that audience that's not where their audience is. Their audience is in kids, so they're going Which is to hysterical.
1: You know why? Because this is the same studio that owns Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's yeah. Modern Life. Mm Rocco works at a fucking sex phone call Beavis and Butthead and And Beavis and Butthead like MTV is very MTV and Nickelodeon are the same studio
3: do you think that the choice for them to market it towards kids is because of all the toys they sell
0: yes absolutely Mm -hmm. toy sales 100 percent
1: well the whole the whole original turtles show was created to boost toy sales yeah I mean, it, there's, a, there's a thing... And I, I forget who we talked about it with. I, Matt, I'm pretty sure you were in that conversation. We were talking about the toys that made us on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole Turtles episode. Yeah. Um. They saw... I mean, they changed the... An, from the Mirage comics to the first animated series is so different. And the reason it's different is for toy sales. So... But they could have still made toy sales just don't change Splinter's backstory. What it it almost feels to me like they think kids are stupid and they wouldn't understand that backstory. But what what is so hard to understand? I, I don't I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't understand the reasoning for it. So yeah, I wish somebody would come in that actually has a reverence for the or like a respect for the characters. And could understand how that's just a massive mistake in changing Splinter in that way. And then you got these fans on TikTok and stuff like they don't even they're like, oh, it was perfect. No, it fucking wasn't perfect. Like you don't they don't even get it because none of them have ever read a Ninja Turtles comic book. Their only thing that they know is the animated series in the in the first three movies. Well, and it doesn't have to be what the comic was, it, it doesn't have it, to be super. It, not to, comic none after.
0: of these really are what the comic was. Um, because if it was, you'd have the turtles killing people left and right. But it, there, like I said, there's just some things story wise. It would be like making a S- Superman movie, but Superman doesn't come from Krypton,
1: he comes from New Jersey,
0: you know. Yeah, he was just born in Smallville and he, you know, pulled the Saitama and did. 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups, ran 10 miles and whatever that is for one punch man and somehow became superman. Like it it doesn't fit. Like you need the whole Kryptonian thing blowing up the planet, you know, his planet blowing up and being sent to Earth and just like you know, it'd be like Dragon Ball Z, like Goku not being a saiyan, just being born Peter on Parker
1: Earth. not getting bit by a spider.
0: Yeah. It essentially be like yamcha becoming like the world the strongest fighter in the world
3: but you don't think it's a difference because th- those those um like superman and spider-man they really haven't deviated from the source material when it comes to origins how many times has the turtles not stuck to the original origin from the
1: comic it's been ever since nickelodeon is really taking them over because even the original cartoon it deviates as far as it makes them softer Mm -hmm. right for kids to consume but the the main like like matt was saying the main um what was the word you used matt like these are like the tent poles of like load bearing yeah the reason that they are for what they are pretty much remain the same And even, even the anime cartoon in 2003, which I've started watching, um, like a year or two ago, Mm -hmm. even that is still has a lot of those beats that are important. Right. But rise really changed it. And Michael Bay's movies really changed it. I mean, now they, they like they're, they're created in like a Petri dish essentially, in fact, the last scene of The Last Ronin where where uh, they have the dome with the turtles all within that little dome being like incubated or whatever mm-hmm. is very reminiscent of the Michael Bay movie. That like when I saw that and saw them in the dome, I immediately thought of the Michael Bay movie. Um so there's just certain things like they changed things in this that I'm like, okay, that's fine. They can change that. That's not that's not important to who the character is. That just makes them more fun for kids. Yeah. But the shredder thing and Bebop and Rock Steady. Like, I just don't I don't understand it. In the second movie, the second live action movie, they have Raza and um Oka and Razor. Yeah, thank you. And uh, for
0: some re- there's there's some like they wouldn't let them use
1: bebop and rocksteady yeah,
0: right there's something that uh wasn't m- preventing them from using bebop and rocksteady but
1: even then like they're kind of stupid and stuff like they're infants I think in the in the second movie mm-hmm. they're more like bebop and rocksteady than this than this movie has Want them me babies yeah they probably weren't allowed to use them because of what they wanted to do with the character I
0: don't know. I know that intense, Kevin Eastman yeah. has talked about it in interviews why they weren't allowed to use Bebop and Rock City in those movies. But Toka and Razar were supposed to be Bebop and Rock Steady, and that's why they changed him from a rhino and a warhog to a snapping turtle and a wolf. But yeah. again, like I said, it other than that that you can say, oh well, we changed the backstory to To make it more um technically sound and make the story make sense but i think it makes less sense now because now you you've taken the load bearing wall of what makes or beam of what makes the turtles the turtles and done away with it like i said so now you have no there's no reason for the foot there's no you know no there's no connection to that's the whole reason like the Shredder's turned on to the turtles is because he recognized he recognizes the style of Hamado Yoshi. And that's the whole you know the connection between them. It's a whole their whole reason for being. And without, I kind of feel like without that relationship and you know conflict, what's the point of Shredder even being part of the turtles? It's
1: You remember when we were talking about Spider-Man a little bit before? We were talking about Uncle Ben, and that was kind of like that... Oh, um, I forgot. ...catalyst moment? (laughs) That was that catalyst moment in his thing? Yes. The realization... Or Shredder realizing that they are associated with his old foe is a catalyst moment Mm -hmm. for why the Turtles are. Like, it's the same... It's just so I'm trying to put it in like explain it to Bruce like it's the same thing like you see the importance of Aunt May or Uncle Ben. Mm -hmm. It's it's just as important for them to have that that, good that that relationship prior relationship.
3: I think it would have been it would have been a better movie if they would have instead of when Aunt May died. Peter goes all dark and starts killing people. That would have been awesome. <laughs> well, I think that I think it's coming. I think the next movie because they
1: tease the symbiote at the end. I think it's coming.
3: I don't think you are getting that until Secret Wars.
1: Maybe they're gonna make you wait to see that payoff.
3: Well, that's if Tom Holland is mentally stable enough to make the next one. He is. Oh, he's gonna do it. No, are already makes money. No, I am talking about when Zendaya dumps him. Oh, that's
1: never gonna happen. <laughs> You don't think so? Nah. Dude, that dude, like, have you watched interviews with him? No. He talks about how he's he tries to stay out of Hollywood. And Zendaya has a very similar mindset of, we want to be, we want to perform in Hollywood, but we don't want to be of Hollywood. Those two are two peas in a pod, dude.
0: Like, he's gonna impregnator. her. <laughs>
1: Like they, it's very admirable listening to him talk about how he doesn't want to be part of Hollywood, and uh, it gives you it gives you a a greater appreciation for him. Hollywood's fucked up, dude. Hollywood is fucked up. There's fucked up people there. But join us for our
0: next episode where uh, Lance has a Tom Holland appreciation hour. (laughs) I
1: do like the dude. I do like the dude but uh i don't i don't know i'm excited to see what happens i i'm really interested why they chose to do this Two, it's a two season no more than two seasons and it's gonna be right in between this and the next movie like the timeline mm. is what they're saying but no more than two seasons and where's it gonna be paramount
0: yeah paramount plus is it
1: paramount plus Mm
2: -hmm.
1: paramount really needs some help dude that that's why the sonic show is coming out the knuckle show paramount is they all dude they
0: all need help like that's why you've got miss mar or that's why you had miss marvel showing up on network tv and now they're getting ready they're gonna broadcast the batman over three different channels the batman
1: the, with robert pattinson
0: yes the robert pattinson batman is going to be on three network channels nice
3: i love that movie
1: yeah that's a good one i, I do like that one i um and that's why um yellowstone came to network tv yellowstone started on network tv
0: yellowstone was on paramount Network, and I think they brought it to like CBS or
1: NBC or something like that. Yeah, CBS Paramount Network is there. Does they have Paramount Plus and then Paramount Network? Yes, I understand. Plus is all the stuff that's on network TV.
0: Yes, but the, the Yellowstone started on Paramount Network, which is a premium cable channel, and now they are showing it on a basic cable channel. There's a channel called Paramount Network.
1: Yes, I didn't know that. I had I did not know that. I just thought I thought it was uh like on their USA Network or something. No, don't they own that? Yes, but it's it's a Paramount Network. Is that why they could show tits in the first season, and now they can't? Probably. But interesting.
0: They put it on CBS because they're hurting with the actors and writers strike they have no new products coming out. We're we're getting ready to go into primetime TV season when all the new show, when all the shows should be starting their new seasons and they got nothing.
1: So, uh, I read an article, it was on uh C, is it CNBC? Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. And they were saying that forecast and I don't believe this. I'm just repeating what I read. They are forecasting that within the next three to four years, Disney is going to sell their film studio to Apple TV. I've heard that. I've heard that. And that in 10 years, you're going to have four major networks and that's it. Netflix, Disney, and Apple TV. Um, the other one was um, uh Warner Brothers, and then Paramount peacock and all those other ones are going to merge into one
0: which wouldn't be surprising because the whole reason these streaming services started was so people could do tv a la carte and now it's like you it's basically become television they're spend you're paying they're constantly raising their rates every year you're paying 20 plus bucks for the same content it's basically become a glorified cable
1: i pay more for my streaming services than i ever did with cable wow but uh, that's what it was. It was Netflix, Apple TV, Amazon, and then Warner Brothers, Paramount, and Peacock were going to merge. Uh, Discovery was going to get out of the game. Realized they made a,
3: a bad bet. Yeah, but I think I think Discovery is... Discovery by itself was insanely popular.
1: Yeah, it was. But they're ruining... They're ru- the david Zaslav or however you say his name he's ruining Zaslav. warner brothers yeah but you
0: i
3: think so
1: di- oh yeah
0: discovery is still going to exist as long as they keep making deadliest catch um, i don't think
1: discovery is going to sell and what i read was warner brothers
3: specifically but if you go to max there's so much content it's insane the amount of content you get for the price yeah but they're bleeding subscribers I think that's because of the name change and uh, the merger. I think next quarter they'll do better. With...
1: I don't know. I hate. I hate the new app. New app's constantly signing me out. Really? The new app. The new app is constantly fucking up. The old app never did that. Like I'll be watching a show, and it doesn't matter on what. Like I have Roku and Google TV in my it house. It just drops. It just drops. Apple or does that sometimes too. Apple does do that. But, but I, I can excuse Apple because Apple costs what six bucks a month, something like that, not 17 or whatever it is. And then the other thing is sometimes I'll go into my TV, turn on max, and it'll just start playing some random show, like it'll have me log in and just start playing something random that I've never watched before. Hmm. Wow. And like means, today, well, I turned it on, and Sex in the City started playing.
0: That means somebody else who has access to your account was watching it before you know it's, it's it.
1: starting it's starting from the first second of the first episode every time mm. well, i've never had any of that happen yeah max i never had issues with hbo max with max and then do you have to, do you guys have to log in all the time no no at least once every two weeks it makes me re-log in on all my tvs that's weird yeah i don't maybe it just hates me i don't fucking know but I never had issues with HBO Max and they said it was going to be so much better and it's I just don't believe it is. Well but they lost um, like 60 billion or something like that in their their last quarter. I'm playing you off Lance. (laughs) I don't know. I think the whole Warner Brothers thing is a dumpster fire but we'll see. Well, they they've only been in charge for like a year. Yeah, they, but I don't think that guy's no that guy knows what he's doing.
3: Well, I, I think getting rid of all that content, they had to. It was just sitting there, collecting dust. And people complained after they were taken off the the platform. So nobody was watching half of that stuff. They got rid of one that was
1: one of their most watched shows. What was it? Um... Who Max? Max? And Max. Oh, they've removed most of Sesame Street. Um, let me see. They removed Aquaman, a DC movie. They removed Aquaman. Yep. You sure about that? I'm reading a list right now. It says Aquaman, King of Atlantis, was removed. I think it's an animated That's movie. the anime. They removed Batman Brave New World. What was it? Brave the, and the Bold. Brave and the Bold, which was one of their top watched uh, animated shows on the service. You know
3: why they took those shows off, right? Well, they're going to sell them to somebody else. No, they're leasing them to Netflix. They're making money on those every time Netflix shows them. It just seems to me like... Why would you remove shows from your
1: network when you're trying to bolster subscribers and sell them to a rival network money? Well, they've been sold They leased. I understand that, but why would you limit the strength of your streaming network? I mean, they paid all this money for friends and big bang theory, right? Why would you limit the strength of your streaming network and sell it to a rival streaming network? When it only makes you stronger to keep it in house but you're going to
0: get more eyes on it than at Netflix mm-hmm. you can turn a profit by leasing it to Netflix instead of it's you're bleeding money by it sitting on your network and nobody watching it
3: well look at most of the shows on Apple Apple Plus or t- they're produced by Warner most yep. of those shows so and Warner's Sony making is money on too making money over there
1: oh Apple TV it's not Warner it's Sony no, it's that Warner Brothers.
3: Ted Warner Lasso Brothers? Is, Ted Lasso is done by Warner Brothers, yes. Yeah. Their biggest show is Warner Brothers.
1: I thought it was Sony, but that's interesting.
3: Yeah, cuz thought wrong, my friend. You know, the reason these streaming services aren't making money is because these shows are just sitting there, not being watched, not not making any additional money for these networks. So, you know?
1: I don't know. I,
3: I don't
1: think it's a smart business. Disney keeps everything out in house, and they're the only growing streaming network.
0: They're doing the same thing because they're starting to remove. Yeah, they move, but they're not.
1: They're not leasing it to
3: other to other networks. Yeah, they're going to throw it on ABC. They're they're, they own ABC.
0: They're leasing stuff from Sony right now. They're leasing the
1: Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies. No, they're leasing. They're they're bringing in stuff. But they're not leasing their stuff to other streaming networks. Right. But
0: they're leasing stuff from Sony to bring in the Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies.
1: Yeah. Cause that makes sense. They want all their Marvel stuff under one umbrella. And that, and Sony doesn't have a streaming network. So that completely makes sense that if they're going to license their stuff, why not do it to Disney that has their character on some stuff and then not a, like Spider-Man is in all the Avengers movies but they don't have any of the Spider-Man solo movies that they helped create.
0: Just like Joe says, you pay for subscriptions, not a show. All that matters to them is subscriptions.
1: But Max is bleeding subscribers right now.
0: So is Disney At, Plus.
1: I don't think Disney, Disney Plus is Disney Plus, is, Disney Plus
0: saw how the pro, the password sharing crackdown on Netflix mm-hmm. actually helped them gain subscribers and their tr- They're saying they're going to do the same thing so that people stop sharing Disney Plus accounts and have to get their own.
3: Yeah, because Netflix got, what, almost 2 million subscribers last quarter after their password um, sharing Crackdown?
1: Dude, they only lost 300,000 subscribers. Who, Disney? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Uh, then Hulu, they lost... Disney loses three hundred thousand customers in US and Canada while streaming only Hulu gains three hundred thousand.
0: Well, dude, look, they're bleeding. that's why they're firing a bunch of people at ESPN. They're bleeding money
3: in different places. I so. thought they lost two million subscribers from India last um was it the first quarter? Yeah, it's because of Hotstar.
1: And I in that's why Hulu so Hulu and Hotstar are the same thing, but Hotstar is in the app. For Disney Plus,
0: Joe's Doolin says Warner Streaming made 50
1: million this quarter. Disney Plus lost 500 million this quarter. Yeah, but that's because of their their theatrical movies, huh? What? Disney Disney Elementals, no, it says only Disney made plus, not Disney Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's from subscribers. I think it's from them spending too much on shows and not getting eyes on it. I
0: don't know, but this is a good spot to end it. <laughs> don't get in this debate. Like
3: I said, Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to
1: keep it. I mean,
3: we, we can use this
1: instead. What was the one we had for Sam? Was it the toilet?
2: I like turtles.
1: So, Sam, Sam, uh, once did a show. I'm not sure if it was my old podcast or this one, but where it looks like he's sitting on a toilet the entire time. It was your old show. Was it the old show? Yes. And, uh, and ever since then, we were playing a toilet thing whenever he spoke. <laughs> toilet flush, yeah. But, Alright, well, like I said, it'll do it.
0: Let us know in the comments section below. What's up, I Read Comics? Um, let us know in the comment section below if you saw the new Ninja Turtles movie, what you thought of the Ninja Turtles movie. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Do you think we were way off base? Do you think we were right on in our our uh, critiques of it? Let us know in the comments section below. I want to thank Brucifer for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Go ahead and pitch your, show, your
3: channel, Brucifer. Tell people where they can find you. Oh, I am usually on SNS on Saturdays, which is on Renovision. and Mondays you can find me on Kingdom of Nerds, where I discuss comics, movies, and whatever's on on our minds at that at that time. And most of the people on my show are pretty much from Renovision
2: anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So stop by. Like a video, subscribe, and leave a comment on how bad Sticks is. Thank you. What's up, Sticks? Ah, that was tied perfectly. <laughs> 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 Couldn't have
1: done
0: it better if you tried.
1: Well, thank right. you, Bruce. Yes.
0: And to all of our loyal listeners, my move is done. San Diego's over. We should be back to a more regular schedule. And on that note anybody got anything else
3: good night gracie
0: <laughs> all right well if, i want to thank everyone in the chat stick boys i read comics joe was the beautiful aaron patrick sam derpy entertainment everyone who stopped in thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight um and remember if this is your first time watching this in a playback make sure that like and subscribe button Make sure to check us out tomorrow night on SNS over right here, and on Renovision, the multi-stream. And uh, make sure to check out Bruce Furs on Monday night over on Kingdom of Nerds, where you may or may not see me pop up every once in a while. Ooh.
3: since I have an open invite, yes you do. <laughs> but um, door is always open, not the back yeah. door, the door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't come in the back door, anyways. So it's uh. if, if I'm coming at all, you're not. You're gonna know I'm there. coming right through the front door yeah like you know when you get a big gust of wind yeah it's full of hot air but on that note thank you everyone for checking us out and we'll see you guys right here next week same geek time same geek channel have a great weekend
3: all you freaks and geeks Come, all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek.
2: Absolute Geek!
3: We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks.
2: Spread the
3: cheeks. And drink and some Cosby
0: Absolute.
2: wine.
3: <laughs> we'll Come drink some Absolute. Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>